the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Men with a Purpose. Men with a Purpose exists to encourage, equip, and empower Christian leaders by convening and featuring like-minded marketplace influencers in a non-threatening, generationally diverse atmosphere of fellowship. And now, here is today's host. Greetings, Southern Colorado, and welcome to another edition of the Men with a Purpose program. I know the weather has been back and forth from nice to rainy and back again, but I hope it's a blessed weekend for you. I'm your host, Dwight Johnson, Jr. I thought I would remind our audience that we started Men with a Purpose, the program, to give our listeners in the Christian communities of Southern Colorado an opportunity to hear men's witnessing and testimonials about our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a real nice add-on to the monthly Men with a Luncheon Men with a Purpose Luncheon, excuse me, usually held on the second Thursdays of the month at the Boot Barn Hall off of Bass Pro Drive, just off the I-25 at Northgate. Now, with the hiatus of the luncheon for the summer, basically the rest of August, we still wanted to continue with the program itself. We do have an updated list for our speakers for September through December for the luncheon, and you can go to menwithapurpose.org to catch all the latest info for that. It's MWAP.org. The lineup does go from September through December, and we will be announcing more info on this program as well as out there amongst the community. And, of course, you can catch all the lineup at MWAP.org. September is Burl Kane from Prison Seminaries Foundation and the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Corrections, and that is set for September 14th. October is Dr. Deborah Hendricks from Parents Challenge, October 12th. Uh, Dr. Hendricks, by the way, will be our third female speaker in the 28-year history of the Men with a Purpose luncheons. Then that should be a good one, Dr. Hendricks, October 12th. More on these speakers on the website, of course, at WMWAP.org. And Burl Kane's info is all there with a photo, and, and that's included and for everyone to see in all his, his bio lineup. This weekend, my guest is no stranger to the Boot Barn Hall on Sundays and the high school gridiron during football season. Welcome the pastor of the Renovation Church, Rusty Hayes. Welcome, Rusty. Hey, thank you, Dwight. How you doing? I'm doing well. As a yeah. pastor and a coach. Doing very well. All busy, right. though. Very busy. busy. Yeah, this time of year, you are busy. <laughs> yeah. I know that the Broncos start their scrimmage, or preseason, as they call it. Now they have three preseason games. But anyway, so uh, tell me more about your church and we'll get into football. Uh, well, I pastor Renovation Church. We meet in Boot Barn Hall. Uh, it was started as a church plant out of New Life Church, where I served as a teaching pastor. And originally, when I came on staff at New Life, um, our plan was for me to start a, um, a northern campus of New Life Church, more toward Monument area. And then COVID hit, and all of our change, all of our plans changed. You know, across the nation with churches, and Pastor Brady and I got together. And uh, also, in the meantime, when everything got shut down, I was actually uh, scheduled to preach at New Life that Sunday, <laughs> and uh, and everything got shut down. 
but I got restless during that shutdown. You know, we were all that was when we were all staying in our homes and everybody was wearing masks and socially distanced and you couldn't go anywhere but to the grocery store. And I just started preaching on on Sundays from my driveway. And so I went around to the neighbors and uh, kind of uh, yelled at them, you know, because we had to stay apart. And I, and I said, hey, I'm going to be in my driveway this Sunday at this time, and I'm going to give a 10-minute sermon. And so at the time, you know, the theory was t- it took 10 minutes to get the disease. And so we did it outside. And uh, I said, I'm going to preach whether you guys are there or not. You're welcome. And that thing kind of went viral. Uh, people started driving to my house for those little 10-minute sermons. And that was really the genesis uh, along with brainstorming with Pastor Brady from New Life about what would be the next step for me. And out of that came the idea of starting a new church. And so um, Renovation Church was birthed during COVID. So God used a hard time to create something new. And how's it going now? It's going great. Uh, we started with 30. We met at New Life uh, at the beginning, and it's multiplied exponentially. Uh, and we're we're growing even now in the summer, which is a tremendous blessing. So God's blessed the church very much. That's good to hear. How did you end up on the, the football end of things, especially up in this area? Well, so I've, been, I've lived here for a while, uh, and— um, I I met the coach of Palmer Ridge High School at a uh, suicide prevention event. He had uh, at that time it was Coach Tom Pulford. He had just won the state championship uh, for Palmer Ridge, and he had a heart to uh, prevent teen suicide because uh, Colorado Springs and the Monument area has some of the highest teen suicide rates in the country. And so uh, I was involved in a fundraiser to help the schools provide uh, resources to kids. And we met. We immediately hit it off. Um, my uh, Some of my training, I have a doctorate from Trinity Seminary, and my emphasis in that doctorate was uh, male depression. And so I had some expertise uh, in uh, when it came to Depression and some of the consequences of that. I myself struggle with depression, which is why I studied it. And uh, uh, Coach Pulford also had some struggles with depression, which he's very public about. And we really hit it off together. Uh, That led to me speaking to the team on a number of occasions. And eventually, Coach Pulford asked me to, to join the team. And I've been coaching ever since. Now, you're you're a big gentleman. How how big are you? I'm six two, about two hundred and forty five pounds. Okay, so uh, you're the line coach, right? Offensive line coach. I'm a D line. Oh, D line coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, I have helped with offensive line too, though. Yeah. But but the D is your specialty. Yeah, and I'm right now. I'm on the. I'm a D line coach for the freshman team, which I love because freshmen are teachable. So <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying that. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Let's go to question, real question number one, and I always ask this of the guests. How and when did you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Well, I grew up in a Christian home, but I didn't know the Lord. I knew He existed. I believed in Him, uh, but I didn't really know Him. Uh, and my, when I turned 13 years old, six days after I turned 13 years old, my father was killed in a car accident, and it was tragic. I mean— 
it absolutely devastated our family. And my father was a public figure. I grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana. He was a very prominent medical doctor. He was beloved in our town. My mother also locally, they were both very well known. My mother was a world-class singer. Um, at one time, she had actually been a soloist for Billy Graham back in the day. I mean, she was world-class. And so we were this prominent family in this pretty small town, and it just shook the whole community. And I became very angry at God at that time. And that anger manifested itself uh, in, I did, I fought, I got in fights, I drank a lot, I was immoral, um, but I, it also helped me on the football field. I, I was a football player, and I was a very angry, violent player. Um, and ironically, I was also very popular. Um, that was around the time that I started high school and, um, I became the prom king of my high school and was dating the homecoming queen and all of that. But I was miserable, uh, behind the scenes and depression was a part of my life at that time. And I was just descending, uh, privately and secretly into deeper and deeper sin and was really getting into trouble. And uh, our youth group at our church invited me to go on a youth retreat. This is my senior year. And I was, to this day, I think it's a miracle I went on that retreat. Because I didn't even like those kids. I didn't even <laughs> want to hang out with them. And we went to on this retreat to Memphis, Tennessee. And I met Jesus on that retreat. I mean, I had a radical experience with the Lord where I knew he was real. And he changed my life. I, it was the first time in my life, I think, that I really knew that God loved me. And he touched my heart in that wound, that father wound of losing my dad. And uh, he didn't explain to me fully why it happened, but I knew he, I knew that God's grace was real. And there was some healing that happened in that, and I radically changed. I came back, and I had given my life fully to Christ. And as part of that, I thought, I can't stay in Louisiana anymore. This, the Mardi Gras culture, I was too caught up in it. I was I knew I would get pulled back in. And so I, I decided, I felt the Lord was telling me, I, you need to get out of here. And so I moved to the conservative town of Boulder, Colorado, and went to the <laughs> University of Colorado, um, joined the track team there for a while. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy that experience. I, got, I was more drawn to ministry on the campus, um, and I began to get involved in, in uh, student ministries throughout Boulder. It was a great move for me because at, at my core— I had a rebellious bent. And if you're going to be a rebel in Boulder, Colorado, be an evangelical Christian, because there's no benefit culturally to you being a conservative Christian in that town. And it was great for me. And I met, I met wonderful people, met my wife there, fell in love, and uh, God called me into ministry uh, in the mountains outside of Boulder uh, one day and went into ministry. So when were you at, at CU? When were you at Buff? I was at CU from 85 to 90. Okay. So my senior year, we won the national championship. Go Buffs! And I'm really excited about uh, Sanders being there. Can't wait to go back to games again. So McCartney was your coach. 
Ghost McCartney was there. Okay. Yeah. Was Dan Stavely also there? I don't remember. He Dan. ran the local FCA huddle uh, around the Boulder oh, yeah. area. Yeah, I wasn't really involved in FCA, but I did get to know the McCartney family uh, years later. And what's what's interesting is at that time, I did not really connect well with the white community, white kids there, because I grew up in the deep south in Louisiana, which is a I was a Cajun. So I get to, I get to Boulder. I don't relate to anybody. I related more to minorities, you know, the African American kids, the island kids, kids from Hawaii, and those guys became my group. And I started a Bible study on campus, and Sal Onessi started going to my Bible study, who was who eventually became the the starting quarterback for CU Boulder, and was dating Christy McCartney, uh, Bill McCartney's son uh, uh, daughter. And uh, that she ended up having his child, and he died of cancer, and that's what propelled CU. It, it motivated the team. They rallied around his death and honoring him uh, to win a national championship. And, of course, Bill McCartney started Promise Keepers at that time. It was an exciting time, and my wife was living with a family. She was renting a room from a family called the D. They were the D's. Mr. and Mrs. D, Dennis D, he was uh, he had been the head football coach for Boulder High School. He had coached Bill McCartney's boys, and he, I remember hanging out at Mr. D's house, Coach D's house, and he would leave like every Thursday night with his buddies. He'd go, "Hey, we have this great Bible study um, with Coach McCartney, and we call ourselves the Promise Keepers." And I thought. That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. That thing's not going anywhere. <laughs> and I was really wrong. So God took me from radical disobedience and a violent, sinful life to placing me at CU Boulder when he was causing a revival among men. I mean, what a blessing. What, what yeah, it a was life. a blessing what, at that yes. time. What a great blessing God gave me. That's that awesome. That is truly awesome. And uh, you met your wife there at CU. Yeah. Uh, so she's an alum. Does she go through? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I was sitting next to Sal and Essie when I first saw Judy. She came to church. I had all these Hawaiian guys that I was bring, uh, driving to church with me. We're sitting in the back. Actually, there were Samoans. And the in walks this brunette and sits on the front row. And I was like, that's the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I was intimidated by her. I didn't think she'd want anything to do with a guy like me. And eventually, she joined our uh, our student uh, ministry. And I was leading a ministry there called Masterpiece, which is a music and drama ministry. And we would do these little shows throughout CU and uh, throughout Colorado. And we'd share the gospel. We'd do this little these little musicals. And she actually tried out for masterpiece and i got to audition her it was one of the greatest moments of my life <laughs> that, that is awesome so two christians get together and get married and so it was sort it was i guess easier to in- incorporate christianity into your family and once you started your family with kids uh, i would imagine that uh, you brought it in from the start yeah we were both new believers when we met each other we had just, Judy had also just committed her life to Christ. We both had rough backgrounds. And uh, I think one of the advantages of that is uh, 
we knew we had no idea how to be married. I mean, when we started dating, we knew this is this is going to be new for us. And so well, I think one of the best things that any young couple can do, which is what we did just out of desperation, is we sought out uh, married couples who had healthy marriages, and we uh, asked them to mentor us. And we did what they what they said for us to do. And that has blessed us tremendously. We've been married for 33 years. I love her more now than when I married her. I, I'll tell you what, I hit the jackpot with my wife, and I'm just very, very thankful for her. All right. That's 33 years. That's awesome. How many, how many kids? We have four kids, three girls and a boy, a lot of drama in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Boy, we love those kids, and we have a good good relationship with every one of them. And so. you've been able to uh, develop the Christian word, the Christian philosophy in the family with your three girls and the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will say this, and I think any pastor out there will agree with this: it's rough to be a pastor's kid. So you know they have they've been seasoned by that, and. Uh, you know, I have a heart for pastors' families, and, you know, throughout the years, we pastored some pretty big churches. I pastored a mega church in Illinois, First Free of, of Rockford, Illinois, and um, actually, I just pl- prayed with a public figure yesterday here in Colorado Springs, and uh, his wife was there, and I went up to his wife and just said, look, I've been a, a public figure, and... uh I know that it's hard on a family, and you have my prayers in my heart as well. So, but my kids are doing well. Love them to death, uh, and they all live close to us. They all moved to Colorado when we moved here, so that's that's been a wonderful thing. That is a blessing. It's good to have all your kids. Yeah, that's great. I, I, um, uh, you know, I we have our youngest living with us now, and he's got a full time job, uh, and he's yeah. and he's getting out there in the community and meeting people and. Then, right. of course, my oldest, his wife, and, and the girls are back in Southern California, and my daughter's out in Seattle. But uh, it's good to have at least one here. Right. Yeah. And then my dad lives in Colorado Springs, and mm-hmm. he's I'm, I'm here, and then my brother's up in uh, Parker. So he's got two of his three boys here. So and, and family is very important. Yeah. Especially uh, in this time uh, of where we're seeing Christianity, we're seeing the world, uh, it's definitely good mm-hmm. to have family close or to be in touch. And of course, with the phones, with, with, uh, duoing and, and on the phones and, and texting and calling and, and visiting, it's very important this time of age. Yes. Yeah. Now as a, as a business, uh, more of a Christian leader, I'm sorry, a Christian leader in the community and a, and a football coach at, at Palmer Ridge, um, how do you incorporate that into your church? And, and like you said, you were with a public figure yesterday doing some blessings. So mm-hmm. from the church angle, how is that working? Well, uh, the slogan of our church is that we are real people with real problems who serve a real God who really loves us. And I think the thing that uh, distinguishes uh, Renovation Church is that we're very, very authentic you know, I've been in ministry for 35 years. I'm at a stage in life where I just want it to be real, man. And there's something about we meet at Boot Barn Hall. We're a church that meets in a bar. The entire back wall of our location is bourbon. And uh, there's just big bottles of whiskey. And 
is not we're not endorsing uh, alcohol, but it says something about who who we are. Everybody, there's nobody perfect at our church. If you're perfect, you don't belong. No perfect people allowed at uh, <laughs> Renovation Church, and uh, God has really blessed that that level of authenticity. You know, I just um, I've been through a lot, and I and we we bring that to the pulpit. So uh, as far as football, uh, football is my service to the community. Um, I do it as a as a volunteer. I have been offered to. Uh, be paid for that job, but I've told the coaching staff, listen, this is this is my church's tithing of me to the community. And the way that I try to share the love of Christ is I try to have a positive impact on the kids that I'm coaching and on their families. And um there are times when, you know, I'll promote voluntary faith based events. I usually invite my team over to uh, our house for for Halloween, and uh, and I tell them it's going to be faith based, and you know share the gospel in some way with them, and it's only for the kids that that want to do it. There's no pressure. So as far when I'm active as a coach, I'm very careful about that. I understand that there's a separation of church and state, but you know live as live as a light in the world and love on these kids. You know. And one thing that I try to say, and I think it's a shared value of the Palm Ridge football uh, staff, is we are, we're not just teaching football. Football is a metaphor for life. I just said this to the team yesterday at practice. I said, look, um, football is going to be over for you one day. It doesn't last very long. But the things that you can learn from football will last forever. You know, And so – Part of what we're doing here is bigger than football. We want to teach you some principles in life that will serve you well and make you good husbands and good fathers uh, to your children one day. So, so you're definitely a man on a mission, a man with a purpose. Yeah, that's, that's great. Right. That is awesome. Now, uh, anything new on the horizon at your church? Well, we just hired a new worship leader. Um, I haven't announced who it is yet to the church, but that's coming. Uh, we also just hired a um, a student director, so we're adding staff to our church, and it's an exciting time. We're 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 growing, and God is blessing us. Uh, we've seen about uh, we've seen over a hundred decisions for Christ since we started two and a half years ago. So God is blessing. All right, when are when are your services? Uh, right now, our summer summer we're doing summer hours. We meet at Boot Barn Hall every Sunday at 9 a.m., 9 a.m. And so just one? Just one. Okay. And then probably in the fall, we'll go back to two. Okay, go back to two, so that'll be 9 and 11 or 9 and? Uh, we'll work on the on okay. the times. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but okay. we'll, and we'll if, get that out. If there are any anybody seeking out a church like yours, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, therenovationchurch.org. And phone number, or you don't want to do that? 770-330-3402. 770 is the area code, mm-hmm. and that's the Illinois. Is that in Illinois? No, that's Atlanta. Really? I served in Atlanta, Atlanta. years okay, ago. Okay, that's in Atlanta. All right. <laughs> it's great that we were able to keep the uh, area codes from whence we came. I know. It's weird, yeah. but that's the way cell phones are now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I appreciate you being here, Rusty. Coach Rusty, Pastor Rusty, uh, and uh, with Men with a Purpose, the program uh, going on. 
and uh, definitely think it's uh, you're a blessing, your family's a blessing, and I, I'm sure we're going to talk more about McCartney and, and his time up at CU and Boulder, and and uh, I got a lot of stories uh, that have been told to me about that, but I want to hear some of yours, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're involving Sal and, and the coach and, and promise keepers as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, really, God bless you and your family with your endeavors as you continue to share your message and engage in the Christian community and be a, a man of God, a man with a purpose. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Joy. Our, uh, our speaker for September is Burl Kane. And you can go to menwithapurpose.org, mwap.org, and catch all the info for our speaker for September and October. The website is there, has a lot of information, a lot of videos from our prior speakers, uh, and uh, that is there. Uh, 24 hours available, and Men With a Purpose will be back September 14th. Appreciate everyone in our Christian community for listening to the Men With a Purpose program. Continue to have a great summer weekend, rain or shine, and I'll be back next week with another great guest on the Men With a Purpose program. Thanks for listening to Men With a Purpose. Men With a Purpose Colorado Springs meets at a monthly luncheon with a featured speaker and messages that empower, equip, and encourage by the power of their testimony. Join us next time on Men With a Purpose. For more information, go to mwap.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.